0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum. I am an artist and a healer. This episode is kind of just a bonus episode. As I mentioned in the previous episodes, I was going to be airing the interview with Natalie Wallstein, followed by the Artist's Way chapter, Recovering a Sense of Abundance. But for the last couple of weeks, I've had all of these downloads and pieces of information coming in about Scorpio season, shadow work, and just kind of ways to give us a new perspective on how to move through this period. I also felt like it was a good time to do a bit of an Oracle card forecast. And I figured I would, while we were already taking a break, just kind of lump this in the same week so that it's not taking another week away from our Artist's Way journey. So I do just want to start by saying welcome to Scorpio season. I know we're a little over a week in now, but I just want to say that I really do like Scorpio season. It used to scare me a lot, but the more I've realized how prominent it is in my own chart and how my... Life has been and how I've interacted with that energy, the more I've come to really appreciate it. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I have had quite a year. I've had almost everything in my life change in some way, shape, or form. And I've had to let go of a lot, which thankfully is something I am pretty familiar with. So It's one of my gifts to be able to make those transitions easily. You'll hear in the episode with Natalie, if you haven't listened already, that this is actually in my chart. Capricorn and Scorpio are both very serious signs. And with having my career line in Scorpio, I am meant to help you move through transitions and transformation and changes within yourself. Scorpio is a sign that likes to go within and loves shadow work, which is why I am so drawn to it. Even before I learned that that was my career line, I already was really just drawn to do this work. If you look back to this time last year on my Instagram feed on Concrete and Crystals, you'll see that I was posting a lot about the number 13 around death and rebirth and a lot around endings, even though I had no idea what was in store for the year to come. It's just the energy that comes up for me. This past week, I realized that October 29th, which was Friday, is my harvest day. I did an episode a while ago, a few months ago, on the harvest cycle in the houses in astrology. The harvest day is between the 9th and 10th house. And for me, that is in Scorpio. It really feels true this year because... The harvest day is when kind of your year's worth of work starts to come to fruition and you start to see the abundance and the fruits of your labor coming in for you. For me, it's really true. I have gone through so, so much and I'm just now starting to have things come together, starting to have my offerings line up, starting to have my energy in more alignment and starting to really look ahead at what my schedule is going to look like and how I would like to continue with this work. I've also had a lot of downloads around what my energy work might turn into and what other modalities and kind of metaphysical tools and wellness things might come together in those offerings and in my energy work. You may have noticed, as I saw some people were trying to get in for an appointment with me was that I actually took some time in the last month and closed my calendar, which I haven't done since I've started doing offerings, but I just needed some time to kind of catch up and really look at what offerings were really meant for me to keep and continue on with. I am very excited about my podcast support services because For me, it really means a lot to be part of someone else's story and part of someone else being able to share their voice. By taking on some of the less fun aspects of having a podcast by doing the editing, and in some cases, the show notes, the uploading, the whole thing, it's really giving people the opportunity to be able to just record what's on their mind and then not have to do the other parts of it. And that makes them want to do more frequent episodes because it's less work to put them out into the world. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast, I do have a couple spots left for clients for startup and ongoing services. It is actually getting pretty full, which is exciting for me. And of course, like I said, I still have my energy healing and I am still doing Oracle card readings, but... I don't know for how much longer I will be offering those as a standalone service because I feel like I'm being drawn more into the energy work. And sometimes I will pull cards with that, but it's something that I'm developing more and more as time moves on. Now, I really want to talk about shadow work. So if you were listening, like I said, to the previous episode, Natalie talked about how I kind of create a new path for people and then help them through that and through the transformation that results from following my path. Shadow work is one of those areas where I have just really, I didn't know what it was until last year, really early in the year. And once I realized what it was, I kind of started to remember times that I'd already done a lot of this work just didn't know what it was called. In the initiation circle, I'm teaching the second installment of two classes that are chakra shadow work, where we start at the root chakra, work our way up through the chakras in order to heal things that are coming up. And by knowing what the themes are associated with each chakra, it makes it a lot easier to find where the shadows could be hiding because with shadow work, that's one of the big things that prevents people from doing it sometimes is that we don't really know where to start. Unless something is actively triggering us, it's really hard to know where to start doing this work. And so that's why I've kind of developed this system. I know there's other people that do this, but I just have found my own way of working through the chakras and doing different exercises to really draw out those shadows and kind of get them out into the light so that we can have a look at them and really assess how we can better integrate that energy. With that being said, I am planning on doing a class or a workshop at some point that will be open for registration. So you can always send me a message and let me know if that's something you'd be interested in It's not at the top of my priority list right now, but it is something that I know I will be working on once I finish this one in the circle. Something that's really exciting for me is that the timing worked out that I'm able to do this workshop on Thursday, which is a new moon in Scorpio. And that is actually one of the best times for us to really set our intentions to go inward and find those shadows and to transform them. I am really grateful that I have this opportunity and that so many of the women in the circle have shown interest in doing this work for themselves because that just tells me that we are all becoming a little bit more open to looking at the parts of ourselves that we've maybe not wanted to see so clearly in the past. I just wanted to remind you that in my vision of shadow work, it's not finding things that are wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with those parts. It's just that we have been told in the past through either shame or guilt or fear that these are things that we don't want to see. It's really just things that cause some discomfort. But for me, when I start to feel that discomfort come up, when I notice a part of myself, or somebody points out something in me either through something that they've done that i react to or actually calling me out on it that discomfort gives me a sense of possibility now because it means that i have a chance to transform in a way that i couldn't have if i wasn't aware of it the more we are able to actually sit in that discomfort which is not fun just because I enjoy shadow work doesn't mean I like that part of it necessarily but when you're able to just sit with it and realize that it's just a part of you that hasn't been allowed to be integrated that you've separated and haven't been able to love these parts can actually be evidence of qualities that we have that just need to be redirected. So for example, if you are finding yourself experiencing jealousy, and you don't like that side of yourself, it could be that you're just seeing a lot of ways that you aren't allowing yourself to expand and grow into. So when you see someone else, you know, doing something that you feel you'd love to do, and you're feeling that they are too showy or that they are too confident, it could just be that those are qualities that you would like to have that you're still working on. So it's just evidence that you're getting to know yourself better. I've had a couple examples come up for myself in the last while, actually, that I've had to process and integrate. Those are two of the steps. I like to say that there's identify, process, integrate, and heal as the steps that I personally move through when I'm doing shadow work. So identifying, like I said, I'll go through the chakras, or I'll start to make a list every time I'm triggered, or I feel like I'm getting annoyed by someone or things that I'm seeing because People and situations in our lives are mirrors. So even if somebody else is being annoying, (laughs) that reaction you're having to their behavior is pointing inward. And so you have to figure out if it's either something that you do that annoys you or a part of you, like I said, that's waiting to come out. For me, it's usually one of those two things. There are occasions when people are doing things that you're just like, okay, that's actually just annoying. (laughs) Sometimes that happens. But for the most part, if it's like a personality trait or an action, I usually find that there is actually something within myself that needs to be addressed. Processing is a lot of trying to figure out why and going through the process of really figuring out how we can better understand ourselves. So looking at it from a lens of what if someone else did this? Would I have this reaction if they had this quality? For example, also sometimes part of the process is just that energy of sitting with the energy that I was talking about, sitting with the emotions, and actually identifying in your head. So now you've identified what the thing is, but now figuring out through the process of reliving past things that are coming up. And then once you realize what it is and you realize where it's coming from, that's where the integration can happen, where you can find evidence of other people who live with these qualities (laughs) and are actually fine. Or ways that you can, like I said, turn jealousy into admiration and possibility. Try to figure out ways that you can actually act out those those pieces of yourself that you've been hiding. For healing, I feel like that is a lot of, for me, self-love, energy work, and reframing. So finding an affirmation, finding a way of loving that part of yourself and realizing that most of our shadows come from the ego and the ego, as I'm sure you've heard many times in different forms, the ego is trying to protect us. So at some point, we were told by someone else, usually, or the reaction of other people made us feel a certain way. And that's what made us feel like there was something bad. So being able to to realize that the only reason you were hiding that part of yourself was because at one point or another, someone made you feel it was unsafe or unlovable or hurtful to someone else for you to show up in that way. But now you're an adult, you're able to really lean into your authentic self and take that with you so moving forward when you find these shadows instead of trying to find a way to hide it or get rid of it because i have seen it there's some shadow work workshops and things where it's trying to help you get rid of the shadows or change yourself in that way but for me the focus is usually on transforming and transmuting those qualities. So yes, there are some shadows that might come up that you feel that behavior really is harmful to others. And in that case, you're still going to be looking for a quality that can replace it or really allowing that to be an opportunity for you to find compassion and to understand how other people make mistakes and maybe look at in the past where you were quick to dismiss someone or to judge someone because of their behavior. And think about going forward before you judge someone, realizing we all have shadows. That actually is one of the things that makes us all human. We are not all 100% spiritual beings walking around with love and light all the time, right? Like There's always going to be those times when we are in the shadows, when we are feeling less than our best self but the truth is even your best self has to have some shadow there has to be some balance right we're not all just these magical beings like i said yes that's part of us but it's not all of us one of the things that has come up for me is the word play i talked about this in my card pull friday last week and i started realizing When I think of the word play, it's not so much that I see it in other people and dislike it. It's just that I don't like it for myself. And I realized that when I look back at it, it's true. As a kid, there were certain things like play day at school where it was all like, running around and doing different activities where I didn't want to be a part of that. But what I've realized is that growing up, I didn't really find my own way of what I felt was fun and what I felt like playing. That's why now as an adult, I'm finding what that means to me now I don't have to look back at when I was a child and go back to those activities that I didn't like then and try to make myself do them now. I have to integrate it in a way where it's going to feel authentic. And so for me, sometimes play is organizing my bookshelf. Sometimes it's getting out a word search book and just doing word searches. Sometimes it's actually taking out my sketchbook and just sketching random things that come to mind. That's what I've had to learn is that it doesn't need to be what other people see play as. I don't have to actually be playing a game or doing something that a child would do, although for some people that really is bringing out their inner child. But for me, when I was a child, I was around my grandparents and my parents most of the time and my brothers and For me, it was just sitting quietly and reading or like watching a movie was fun. I liked the quiet time. When we used to hang out as a big extended family, I always was hanging out with the adults. So for me, it doesn't make sense that I would necessarily try to make myself go into activities I didn't even like when I was a kid. But I had a really good example of how I do actually prevent myself from having fun sometimes because... When I was together with my family for Thanksgiving, we went down by this little beach near my parents' place and my brothers and my brother's partner were all like skipping rocks and I've never been good at it. It's never been something that I've been good at. And I said to one of my brothers, I would do it, but I'm not very good at it. And then he said, I'm not throwing them to be good at it. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, that's a good point. It's just fun. And so I did it and it was fun. And then we created other like fun little side games from that. And it was just a good example of how I just have to really ask myself, like why I'm stopping myself now? Because again, looking back at when we were kids or in the past when something wasn't working or we didn't like it then, or why we stopped doing it in the first place, a lot of the time for me, it was just, if I wasn't good at something, I didn't see a value in it because I still felt like I had to be like productive. And there was that like achievement thing that really came along with the way I processed things growing up where if I could be good at something and have like a tangible outcome from it, that was where I would put my attention. And so I was good at reading and journaling and writing. And that's where I spent most of my time. When we had playtime in like senior kindergarten when all the other kids would go and grab toys i would ask if i could go and sit with my journal and then when i became the only one doing that my teacher would have me go to the principal's office and read the principal a book and i would get a sticker (laughs) that was the kid i was but now as an adult i have to reassess i can't based what I do now on what happened when I was a kid because a lot of those things were also from a place of feeling safe and feeling comfortable but now I'm a lot more confident than I was when I was five so I can actually put myself out there and take more chances like I said this isn't like a class on shadow work but that's just something that's been coming up a lot and I would really like you if you're identifying with this shadow work season of Scorpio season if you haven't already listened to the episode on the four agreements that actually resonates very strongly with shadow work as well and how expectations and assumptions come into things i'm not going to get into detail because again you can listen to that episode but that is a theme i'm going to be talking about under the process heading for the workshop this week And I feel like that would be really beneficial if you're trying to find a way of moving forward, even after doing some shadow work of how you can start to make sure you're not getting back into those patterns. And then I also wanted to talk a little bit, like I said, about some forecasting that I felt coming up. I do feel like for myself, there's some sort of a shift happening. I do feel like it's going to be in my energy work, but also... I'm thinking of doing a workshop of some sort around shadow work and transformation or doing some one-on-one coaching again not sure but that is something that's coming up for me. I also feel like this is going to be even though this is always shadow work season I really feel strongly like this is something that is going to be more prominent even for people who don't normally have a lot of opportunity let's say for shadow work to come in I do feel like we are all going to be experiencing some sort of a shift in identity or situation or having a tower moment or rock bottom at some point. I have been pulling the tower card and the void of course moon card and a lot of things that are making me feel like I'm kind of in the calm before the storm. And for me, storms can sometimes be just a lot of energy coming in for something new and exciting. Or it can be when things are going to start crumbling again, as I'm sure you're aware. There's not much left that could happen to crumble at this point for me. So I'm feeling like it's probably a shift in a positive direction, just with a really rapid amount of downloads coming in. I just pulled five cards from the Lightseer's Tarot. And it kind of creates a pretty straightforward picture for me of what's happening because it starts with the chariot, which is another card I've been getting a lot lately, which is like fast moving energy. And this one in particular talks about if you're not sure which what you want to do, you really want to get clear on that because this energy is moving you forward. And if you don't have a specific direction, you're not going to be able to take advantage of it, of that. And it talks about even if there's like two directions that you really want to go, try to find a way to coax them together. So that is coming up right next to the Lover's card. And in this deck, it can be an actual relationship. And if it is an actual relationship, then it's a really, really connected soul relationship. And it's one that you are going to have a lot of work for, but it's going to be worth it. This can also be something that comes up in like business or in like soul family coming up, I feel. In this case, I do still feel like this is connected to the chariot and making a decision. So whether that's a decision in a relationship or just sometimes the lover's card does show up because you have to make a decision one way or the other. So these could be together. And then after that, we have the Knight of Swords. This one is again about really moving quickly in the direction of what you want. The reason I feel very strongly this is coming up is because in this season during November we also have an eclipse. It's every year around this time it's called eclipse season where there's a couple of back to back eclipses and it's just again I'm not an astrologer but I do feel a lot of forward movement and right now Mars is also in Scorpio and venus is going to be in capricorn so it's a lot about really deciding what we want in the future because the energy is moving fast forward and if it's not being directed like i said it's kind of a waste or it can actually exaggerate the frustrations or force you to make a decision that's what a tower card sometimes represents is when you're not willing to make those decisions for yourself then the universe will do it for you and i have been on both sides of it i have actively made decisions for myself and i've also waited until things crumbled apart and i can assure you it's a lot more pleasant if you're already in the mindset of moving forward in a particular way so for me a lot of my energy is in moving towards being Completely self-employed and really focusing on the direction I want to see my life going. I want to get back to writing my book. There's a lot of things that I want to use this energy for. I know that in order to, for example, write a book about the transformation I've been going through, I'm probably going to go through more transformation in that process. And like I said, if I'm going to be changing the way my energy work is happening, that's going to involve a lot of downloads and it's going to involve a lot of energy output as I'm practicing it on people. So after that, we have 15, the devil, which again is temptation. And for me, this card in this deck almost exclusively is you being tempted back into old patterns like i said this energy is moving fast if you choose the old patterns either you're gonna end up going back into a really difficult situation you've dealt with before and kind of ending up stuck there until the next cycle of energy to move you forward or you're going to really really be challenged and possibly have some sort of a tower moment this isn't always your entire life being changed it can just be one situation and for some people it's just limiting beliefs and more internal mindset shifts but for others it's going to show up externally which eventually it will but for some of us this will be almost immediate where it will just be something in our external life that will manifest that we have to deal with and this can be around boundaries it can be around relationships and right now with the way the energy is focusing in like scorpio and talking about venus and capricorn i do feel like this is a lot around finances and abundance like i said next week we're going to be talking about abundance a lot and how to get into that energy which will be i think really great because the next card here is the page of cups and i ended on this one because i like to have an odd number this one is like it's called the one pigs fly card it has a tiny little pig which is really cute and it has little wings and it is flying and this card is kind of the energy of anything can happen and with it being in cups it can be like in terms of relationships but for me it's like the dreamer card this is what happens when we don't go into our old patterns when we really just focus our attention and our energy on what we want this goes back to the whole theme of this podcast with spirit crumbs as things are showing up that you are excited about that you want to explore taking action towards them is going to lead you to these magical moments that just show up this serendipity, the synchronicity. That is what comes when you actually choose not to get tempted into old patterns. And when you choose to do something different, there's that phrase that has actually come up a couple times for me in the last week. If you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got, right? Whatever this, a bunch of iterations of that but that's what this forecast that i'm seeing here is really emphasizing that when we choose to do something differently and we choose to actually move forward this whole thing is taking action right having the knight of swords and the chariot here those are very, those are like the most action-oriented cards in this deck so if you are choosing to take action and make a decision that really is just for you. Like I just got a really strong feeling like I just physically wanted to go and do something. And I think I've talked about this before, that's like my sacral yes coming up. And I really feel like the more we choose ourselves, the more we're going to be rewarded. And Sagittarius season is gonna be amazing for anyone who actually does the shadow work, addresses things as they come up, and makes better choices to be in alignment with who they truly are doing shadow work is one of the fastest ways to find out who that is. So if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, or if you'd like to let me know if you're interested in doing some sort of a group or self-paced course at some point, feel free to either comment on this episode on spirit crumbs or send me a DM I also have a link in my bio where you can just send me a message and sign up for any updates that I have. And I did open up my calendar today for November. There aren't a whole lot of spaces available because I'm still trying to be mindful of my energetic boundaries because I do have a lot of projects on the go, but I am so excited to have time to do some energy sessions and some Oracle card readings and to really get to see everybody face-to-face again. So I will see you next week for our episode on The Artist's Way, Recovering a Sense of Abundance. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at spiritcrumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.